Welcome to this podcast, Magnified Word. My name's Jim Drinks. In recent episodes, we've looked a lot about how we are to think the things of the Spirit, the new Spirit nature, instead of the things of the flesh, and so we can walk in the Spirit and renew our minds and be transformed. But I realized I hadn't taught a lot about what those new things of the Spirit are, those wonderful new things that we can put in our minds. And so in this episode, we're going to look at that. The title of this episode is Who We Are in Christ. First, let's look at Romans chapter 6. Romans 6, starting in verse 3. Know you not that so many of us as were baptized into Jesus Christ were baptized into his death. And this baptism, you can read about it in the book of Acts. When we believed on Jesus Christ, we were baptized in the name of Jesus Christ and we were baptized with Holy Spirit. And that's what this is talking about. Verse 4 says, Therefore we are buried with him by baptism into death, that like as Christ was raised up from the dead by the glory of the Father, even so we also should walk in newness of life. So by baptism we were buried with Christ and raised with Christ. Verse 5 says, For if we have been planted together, and planted together it could be translated as, if we have been identified with him in the likeness of his death, we shall be also in the likeness of his resurrection. Knowing this, that our old man is crucified with him, that the body of sin might be destroyed, that henceforth we should not serve sin. For he that is dead is freed from sin. Now if we be dead with Christ, we believe that we shall also live with him. And see, we died with Christ and we were raised with him. Verse 9 says, Knowing that Christ being raised from the dead dieth no more, death hath no more dominion over him. For in that he died, he died unto sin once. But in that he liveth, he liveth unto God. Likewise, reckon you also yourselves to be dead indeed unto sin, but alive unto God through Jesus Christ our Lord. See, Jesus Christ died unto sin, and he lives unto God. And remember, we've been identified with him, and so we are to consider ourselves dead indeed unto sin, but alive unto God through Jesus Christ our Lord. Colossians chapter 2 
Verse 8. Beware, lest any man spoil you through philosophy and vain deceit, after the tradition of men, after the rudiments of the world, and not after Christ. For in him, in Christ, dwelleth all the fullness of the Godhead bodily, all the fullness of the divine nature dwells in Christ. And then verse 10 says, And you are complete in him, which is the head of all principality and power. All the fullness of the divine nature is in Christ, and we are completely filled in him, in Christ. Verse 11 says, In whom also you are circumcised with the circumcision made without hands, in putting off the body of the sins of the flesh by the circumcision of Christ, buried with him in baptism, wherein also you are risen with him through the faith of the operation of God, who hath raised him from the dead. See, like it talked about in Romans 6, here in Colossians 2, verse 12, it says, We were buried with Christ in baptism and also risen with him. And then Colossians 3, verse 1, If you then be risen with Christ, seek those things which are above, where Christ sitteth on the right hand of God. Set your affection, meaning think the things that are above, not the things on the earth. For you are dead, and your life is hid with Christ and God. See, we were buried with Christ in baptism, so we are dead. Um, I'm no longer identified with who I was in the past, but I'm identified with Jesus Christ. And this is beautifully illustrated in 1 Corinthians chapter 6. Let's consider 1 Corinthians chapter 6. Verse 9. Know you not that the unrighteous shall not inherit the kingdom of God. Be not deceived, neither fornicators, nor idolaters, nor adulterers, nor effeminate, nor abusers of themselves with mankind, nor thieves, nor covetous, nor drunkards, nor revilers, nor extortioners, shall inherit the kingdom of God. And such were some of you, but you are washed, but you are sanctified, but you are justified in the name of the Lord Jesus and by the Spirit of our God. See, some of the saints in Corinth who Paul was writing to here in 1 Corinthians chapter 6, they had previously been those bad things like fornicators, adulterers, 
thieves. But they had believed on Jesus Christ and received the Spirit of God. And so they were washed, sanctified, and justified. And that was who they were. They were no longer labeled as any of those bad things. And likewise, no matter what we've been in the past, since we believed on Jesus Christ and got born again, we are now washed, sanctified, and justified. That is who we are. And that is how we are to see ourselves. 2 Corinthians chapter 5 Starting in verse 16 Wherefore, henceforth know we no man after the flesh. Yea, though we have known Christ after the flesh, yet now henceforth know we him no more. Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature, a new creation. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new, and all things are of God. And that could be better translated as, new things have come, and all of the new things are from God. See, since we believed on Jesus Christ and got born again, we are in Christ. And we are no longer to know ourselves or anyone after the flesh. We are not to find identity in who we are after the flesh. But we are to see ourselves as new creation. The old things have passed away, and new things have come. Verse 18 says, All the new things are of God, who hath reconciled us to himself by Jesus Christ, and hath given to us the ministry of reconciliation, to wit, that God was in Christ, reconciling the world unto himself, not imputing their trespasses unto them, and hath committed unto us the word of reconciliation. Now then, we are ambassadors for Christ, as though God did beseech you by us. We pray you in Christ's stead, be ye reconciled to God. For he hath made him to be sin for us, who knew no sin, that we might be made the righteousness of God in him. See, we have been made the righteousness of God in Jesus Christ. We are now righteous. And let's look back at 2 Corinthians chapter 4. The last verse of 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 18, says, While we look not at the things which are seen, but at the things which are not seen. For the things which are seen are temporal, they're temporary. But the things which are not seen 
are eternal. See, these spiritual things that we have in Jesus Christ being righteous and washed and sanctified and justified, those things are not seen. They're invisible. But those are the things that we are to focus on because those things are eternal. And who we are in the flesh, that's only temporary. Likewise, 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 7 says, For we walk by faith, not by sight. We're to walk by, by faith, by believing God's word, not by appearance. We are to believe the things of God's word about who we are in Christ. And that's how we are to see ourselves and others in the church. Not by, not see ourselves as what we look like in the flesh and by the five senses. See, and this is how we are spiritually minded rather than carnally minded. In a past episode, we looked at Romans 8, where we saw how those who are born again and who are after the Spirit, they can think the things of the Spirit rather than the things of the flesh. And the the thinking of the flesh is death, but the thinking of the Spirit is life and peace. See, so when we... uh think of ourselves and others in the church as who God's word says we are rather than what we look like by the five senses, then we're thinking spiritually instead of thinking according to the flesh and thinking carnally. Ephesians chapter 1. Verse 15. Wherefore I also, after I heard of your faith in the Lord Jesus and love unto all the saints. And this is the Apostle Paul writing by revelation to the saints in Ephesus. And then in verse 16 he says, Cease not to give thanks for you, making mention of you in my prayers, that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ the Father of glory, may give unto you the spirit of wisdom and revelation and the knowledge of him, the eyes of your understanding being enlightened, that you may know what is the hope of his calling and what the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints and what is the exceeding greatness of his power to us who believe according to the working of his mighty power which he wrought in Christ when he raised him from the dead and set him at his own right hand in the heavenly places, far above all principality and power and might and dominion and every name that is named, not only in this world, but also in that which is to come, and hath put all things under his feet and gave him to be the head over all things to the church, which is his body, 
the fullness of him that filleth all in all. The church is Jesus Christ's body. And then it talks about the fullness of him that filleth all in all. And remember in Colossians 2, we saw that in Christ dwells all the fullness of the divine nature. And we are completely filled in him. So here at the end of Ephesians chapter 1, it tells us that the the fullness of Christ fills all in all. All Christians in the church have been filled with all things spiritually. Ephesians chapter 2, verse 11. Wherefore remember that you being in time past Gentiles in the flesh, who are called uncircumcision by that which is called the circumcision in the flesh made by hands, that at that time you were without Christ, being aliens from the commonwealth of Israel, and strangers from the covenants of promise, having no hope, and without God in the world. But now in Christ Jesus, you who sometimes were far off, are made nigh by the blood of Christ. For he is our peace, who hath made both one, and hath broken down the middle wall of partition between us, having abolished in his flesh the enmity, even the law of commandments contained in ordinances. For to make in himself of twain one new man, so making peace. In the Old Testament times, there was a big distinction between the Jews and the Gentiles, and the Jews had a lot more privileges than the Gentiles. But Jesus Christ broke down the division between those two groups. He made of those two groups one new man. And see, now everyone who believes on Jesus Christ becomes part of that one new man where there's peace amongst us. In verse 16, And that he might reconcile both unto God in one body by the cross, having slain the enmity thereby. See, we've all been put together in one body. Colossians chapter 3 Verse 9 Lie not one to another, seeing that you have put off the old man with his deeds, and have put on the new man, which is renewed in knowledge after the image of him that created him. Where there is neither Greek nor Jew, circumcision nor uncircumcision, barbarian, Scythian, bond nor free, but Christ is all and in all. We saw in Ephesians 2 
what that one new man is. And we are to put on the new man. We are to think according to that in our minds. That we're all a part of one new man. All of us who have believed on Jesus Christ. And we saw at the end of Ephesians 1 that Christ, the fullness of Him, has filled all things in all people. And here in verse 11 of Colossians 3, it says, Where there is neither Greek nor Jew, circumcision nor uncircumcision, barbarian, Scythian, bond nor free, but Christ is all and in all. In the culture of those times, when Colossians was written, those were groups that were considered to be vastly different by most people. Greeks and Jews, barbarians, Scythians, slaves or free people. But in this one new man, none of those things mattered. Christ is all things and in all people. All of our identity is in Jesus Christ. And that's how we are to see ourselves and each other according to what God's Word says about who we now are in Jesus Christ. Doesn't matter whether we are a high school dropout or have a PhD or if we're black or white or rich or poor. In this one new man, Christ is all things and in all people. Galatians chapter 3 Verse 26 For you are all the children of God by faith in Christ Jesus. For as many of you as have been baptized into Christ have put on Christ. We've clothed ourselves with Christ. And then uh, verse 28, I'm going to read from a different translation than the King James. Verse 28 says, There is in you neither Judean nor Greek. There is in you neither servant nor free man. There is in you neither male nor female. In fact, you are all one in Christ Jesus. Ephesians chapter 1. Verse 3 Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who hath blessed us with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places in Christ. See, we are blessed with all spiritual blessings. And that's the 
things that are above that Colossians 3 talks about. That's the things that are not seen that 2 Corinthians 4 talks about. That's the things of the Spirit that Romans 8 talks about. See, we're blessed with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places or in the heavenly realm in Christ. Verse 4 says, According as he hath chosen us in him before the foundation of the world, that we should be holy and without blame before him in love. In the Old Testament, when they sacrificed animals, those animals couldn't have any defects or blemishes on them. They had to be without blemish. And likewise, Jesus Christ has made us holy and without blemish before Him. In love, having predestinated us unto the adoption of children by Jesus Christ to Himself, according to the good pleasure of His will, to the praise of the glory of His grace, wherein He hath made us accepted, and that means highly favored, that would be a better translation, in the Beloved, in Jesus Christ, the Beloved One, in whom we have redemption through His blood, the forgiveness of sins, according to the riches of His grace, wherein He hath abounded toward us, And then Ephesians chapter 2, verse 1. And you hath he quickened, meaning made alive, who were dead in trespasses and sins, wherein in time past you walked according to the course of this world, according to the prince of the power of the air, the spirit that now worketh in the children of disobedience among whom also we all had our conversation, meaning our manner of life, in times past, in the lusts of our flesh, fulfilling the desires of the flesh and of the mind, and were by nature the children of wrath, even as others. But God, who is rich in mercy, for his great love wherewith he loved us, even when we were dead in sins, hath quickened us, made us alive, together with Christ. By grace you are saved, and hath raised us up together, and made us sit together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. See, we saw in Romans 6 that we were buried with Christ and raised with Christ. And we see from Ephesians 2 here, that all of us in the church have been raised up together, not alone, but together. And we've been seated together in the heavenly realm in Christ Jesus. Verse 7 says that in the ages to come, 
he might show the exceeding riches of his grace in his kindness toward us through Christ Jesus. See, these are wonderful spiritual realities. And we are to put these things on in our minds and hold on to these things in our minds and think these spiritual things rather than thinking the fleshly five senses things. So we've looked a lot about what we have in Jesus Christ and who we now are in Him and how that is how we are to see ourselves and others in the church. That is our identity. Not the the things of the flesh, no matter how uh, bold those, those flesh things might be to the world. But we are to think on these spiritual things rather than the fleshly things. And, and then we can have life and peace. We can be, be spiritually minded 